Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, hello, Tassie. Hi, Miss January. It's so nice to be back recording with you. I've I missed know. your little voice in this capacity. I've missed you too. We, I mean, to be fair, we have tried twice to record. Uh, one yes. of the times it didn't record. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't remember what happened the other time. Oh, the internet went out. Yeah. So we're cursed. We, we've missed our audience and we've missed the podcast, but it wasn't the right timing. The universe was holding out on us. Yeah, it's true. But we're back now and stronger than ever. Stronger <laughs> than ever. <laughs> So, just a little recap. How was your summer? The summer was good, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, the summer when Czech Republic, Republic forgot that COVID was a thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, here in the Czech Republic, we were, let's say, relatively back to ni- uh, 1920, 2019 <laughs> life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, Maybe I don't want. I don't. I don't want either of those options. Um, <laughs> kind of back to 2019 life um, because we were only masking in the metro in Prague. Um, mm-hmm. If you were out and about, which um, Tony, my little travel companion, and I, we did a couple hikes in the mountains, and um, yeah, that was that was great. We weren't really masking too much unless we were on a crowded train or bus. Um, yeah. Which then I have to say, most people were very responsible in my um, experience that people were masking. But otherwise, yeah, we were just kind of living normally. Mm-hmm. How was your summer? Good. I mean, most of it was dominated by new puppy mommyhood <laughs> and, you know, training the new dog and waking up in the middle of the night and all that fun stuff. But we did manage to travel a little bit inside the country. We went to Loket, which is our yearly pilgrimage to this tiny, sleepy little castle town that nobody really goes to every year except for us. <laughs> but there's tons it of like... It is a great little town. It's so pretty and awesome. I don't know how to explain it. It's just such a beautiful picturesque little place and there's tons of hiking and water sports and biking and all sorts of fun things and there's also just you know hanging around and looking at a a castle touring castle i know that's my favorite amazing you do have to avoid like if you have children you do have to avoid that like one part of it that has like the torture chamber (laughs) (laughs) yeah but as an adult it's kind of amusing because yeah But I think my child, my sister accidentally took Lucy by it one year when she was here. (laughs) Every year, Lucy's like, we can go to the castle, but do we have to go to that place? And I was like, absolutely (laughs) not. Why would we do that? Um, But yeah, it's fun, you know, eat at the same restaurant every day. Have like your waiter get to know you. Think you're German the whole time. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's on the German border, by the way. So yeah. they assume any non-Czechs are Germans. And we, we, you know, to be fair to them, we are of German descent. So <laughs> we must look like Germans. That's true. Andy's last name is pretty German looking. Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> Nobody can say it. Not even people who are related to us. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, it's hard to say, but yeah, it's it's spelled weird. <laughs> it's true. Um, do you still feel like the world is normal? No. <laughs> Is that why we're making a podcast? <laughs> that is why we're bringing it back. We were we had plans. We had full on plans to say goodbye to plan. from quarantine and start something new this fall, but things in the Czech Republic have dramatically changed since August. Considering I was literally in official quarantine a few yes. days ago. <laughs> yeah, passed exposed to the to the Rona. I was. I I had firsthand contact. Luckily, I was negative, but I did have to quarantine. Yeah, 10 days, right? Yep, 10 days. I was at home. Yeah, and also your friend who's quarantined said that uh, they're quarantined until they stop having symptoms now. Yeah, actually, it's quite interesting. Um because it's a very decentralized process. Mm -hmm. So I talked to some people that have really negative experiences with the hygiene station or with their doctors or at the testing. Then people like me had really great experiences. Uh, Everyone was helpful, lovely, um, and only one contradiction, but it really wasn't a contradiction. It was just that um, they advised me for more strict uh, quarantine than I expected from the second hygiene station. Um, but yeah, so it depends who you talk to. Um, some people, some people's doctors or the hygiene station is like, go frolic after 10 days. And some are <laughs> like, wait until every symptom is gone from your body forever. <laughs> I think you just keep getting a second opinion until <laughs> until it works yeah. for you. <laughs> yep. So in August, something happened. And in the month of September, the numbers of COVID cases has spiked dramatically. Mm-hmm. So much so that we're getting, you know, kind of dire warnings about hospitals set to run out of supplies or beds or ventilators or um, mm-hmm. things like of this nature. Right. So And the Czech Republic is not alone. This is happening across no. Europe. Yeah. So there's a resurgence. Um, Czech Republic is one of the countries it's happening in. Uh, we've been placed on like red lists for countries like Germany. Yeah. Um, and several other countries, I think like in the Norwegian region and um, our, our number is quite high. I think it's at like 1.49 or something like that. It needs to get below 1.2. Yeah. And there's also been a kind of a political changing of the guards and the position of health minister. We had our dear Wojtek left us. (laughs) I know. Anyone who's listening, I don't have feelings for Wojtek. I just like his hair. <laughs> I just like his hair. <laughs> so he has like he. I think he gave it a go to be like a a singer at one point, right? So he has all these like embarrassing YouTube videos of like him making music videos and and trying out for 
singing competition shows. And so um, Tassie and I have just kind of discussed our affinity for his hair, um, which despite him being middle-aged now still remains in this like 1990s cool boy style. It's true. He definitely looks like he's straight out of a boy band, which is amazing when you're the health minister of a country. And the new health minister could not be more different. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Primula. Um, He was an officer in the army, a major colonel. Uh, I think they've been calling him the colonel. Colonel, yeah. Um, So he... He's, um, yeah, he's not a boy band member. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, he's got, like, a distinctly, like, Eastern European military vibe to him. (laughs) And And I know we're in Central Europe. I know that we're in Central Europe, but... (laughs) He keeps setting up these conferences, and when you get to the conference, he goes, I'm going to tell you something tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, just stop talking. I kind of feel like we're on one of those reality shows where, like, they keep stopping for commercial break all the time. Like, they're building the suspense. He's, like, he's like creating the suspense. Like, something bad's going to happen, but I'm not going to tell you till 2 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> It's true. Everybody trying um, to cope with that information. <laughs> yeah. I get it. There's like checks and balances. People have to be consulted. He and the uh, prime minister are not seeing eye to eye. Um, I, I don't know. The Up until like two weeks ago, the prime minister was like, everything's fine. Stop being scared. And then like all of a sudden he was like, Okay, you can be scared now. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it, I hate the blame game because, like, we're all responsible, right? The 18-year-olds yeah. that were out smoking pot and drinking all summer, they are a little bit responsible. But, I, right, I feel like the uh, prime minister dropped the ball because Wojtek came to him and was like, this is what's going to happen in the autumn, and this is what I want to do about it. And because Wojtek was in a boy band, he has no respect, so <laughs> the prime minister was like, uh, no, we're not, because I'm a populist, a and pirate, I right? get... What? From the pirate party. No, 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 no. Wojtek is not from the pirate party. Oh, he, I thought, uh, no. oh no, that's the Prague mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um, no, no, no. He's 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 drank the he's 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 drunk the Kool Aid. He's in the he's in the party. Um, but the, you know he looks like he's twenty, so yeah. no respect. And um, so the popular opinion was we are doing fine. We don't need to whatever. And we probably needed to put all the things back in place, and now we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. So this may have been avoided if September 1st we had done all of this anyways, but we didn't. Yeah. So now the prime or the uh, minister of health has just has a uh, I I don't know tentatively declared a state of emergency subject to um subject to a vote or not subject mm-hmm. to a vote I can't quite tell. Um, 
And today at 2 p.m. at the time of recording, which is September 30th, so you guys won't hear this till next week. So by the time you hear this, it will be well and truly out of date. But um, at 2 p.m. today, we're supposed to find out what that state of emergency entails. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a state of emergency like we saw in March. In fact, probably won't be. Um, but we don't know exactly what it entails until the commercial break is over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So speaking of that, we decided today to talk about a winter that will likely be spent in some form of quarantine or another, um, at least a socially distanced winter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all been out in the sun talking to people freely playing in parks, frolicking. Um, but now that the cold weather is coming, I think that we should start planning ahead. And I'm not alone. There have been quite a few articles written in the last couple weeks about preparing for winter uh, this year in quarantine. Yes. So, so are you ready to prepare? <laughs> I think it's been previously documented on this podcast um, just how much affection each of us has for planning ahead. <laughs> it's true. We are both planners. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes out in different ways, but we're both like, you know, what's the next eventuality? Yep. <laughs> um, yep. So yep. how does one get ready for an upcoming rough, rough stretch in life, Tassie? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, well, I think for my brain and the way that it works, just knowing that it's coming is like half the battle. Yeah. I think that, um, what I struggled with the first two weeks of quarantine 1.0, um, (laughs) was back in the spring was just the not knowing or going, okay, this is two weeks. And then like, it wasn't two weeks and then realizing it wasn't two weeks and realizing it wasn't even a month and realizing it probably would be like a year. And that whole process of being very, very unsure was hard for me. So I think part of going into the autumn is we've actually all been talking about the autumn is going to be worse, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. That has been, I mean, every doctor that's worth his weight and salt has been saying that since May. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that part of it is just being able to be like, yeah, I did this. I can work from home. I can be at home. I can adjust my social circle and implementing those steps. Mm -hmm. What about you? For sure. Yeah. I feel like we have the benefit of knowing this time around what the last quarantine was like. Um, and for those, our friends in the U S you know, you guys have been trying to enact a form of quarantine or not act a form of quarantine, depending on where you live, um, all summer. So it might not seem as like a part one, part two to you guys might just seem like a continuation, but, uh, we have the benefit of knowing what the late winter, early spring was like last year. And Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like being armed with that information for me at least feels better. And you're right. We did kind of live through a bit of a frog in the pot 
scenario where the water just kept getting hotter and hotter and we weren't really prepared for it because we had no idea. But now I feel like we're older and wiser. (laughs) I feel several years older and wiser. (laughs) Um, Has it just been a year? I feel like this year has been like a decade. (laughs) (laughs) 2020, the year that never ends. I know, seriously, right? I saw um, this great meme actually that said um, the popular phrase "hindsight is 2020" was actually coined by time travelers <laughs> that went for <laughs> time, lived through year 2020, and came back to give us a warning. And I was like, "That's amazing! I love it." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 2020 has definitely been one for the books. I feel like for literally everyone. <laughs> yeah. Since it's a global pandemic, I feel like we're all in this together. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be it'll be more interesting to try to to try to go at this winter with more foresight and planning rather than you know kind of the practicing the Zen Buddhist like take it day by day, stay in the moment kind mm-hmm, of like coping mm-hmm. strategy we had to employ in the spring. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the Zen Buddhist. Um, moment by moment philosophy but yeah I think that that there's like definitely some value that planning can lend to this so Mm -hmm. we read a couple of different articles and we thought we would kind of distill those down uh, for you guys and share with you the things that we found um, worthwhile useful Um, and the first article is a guardian article called dreading a dark winter lockdown think like a norwegian what do you think of this article, Tassie? Well, um, you know, I always claim my Scandi blood <laughs> <laughs> whenever there's anything good being said about the Scandinavians. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yes, let's think of like the Norwegians, those people. Um, it was good. I, I like the idea. It's, um, I mean, as an overall, like if I put it into a nutshell of one or two sentences, basically like think positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mental oh, reframing. Yeah. Um, keep the optimism high. Um, and I think that there is real value in that. That, um, But it's not just it's not. Let me rephrase that. It's not just optimism. It's the, what you said, it's the reframing. It's thinking about the world. You can either look at the world with the glasses half empty or the glasses half full. And when you go through a long winter, as people in the North do, um, looking at everything with the view that my experiences are always half full experiences, not half empty experiences, is really important. Um, I, I like when the author is talking about she came to love walking in the dark with her headlamp and being mm-hmm. able to explore just like little tiny pieces of the path r- rather than like generally you enjoy a walk because you're getting all of nature in front of you. And yeah. I think that that is really important. Yeah, for sure. I really like the quote. Um, this is this is an article basically about uh, uh, what is she? A social scientist of some kind? Uh, Psychiatrist? I can't remember. Um, but she's in mental health and uh, that field. Anyway, her name is Leibowitz, 
And the quote is, Leibowitz's findings build on decades of previous research showing that mental framing of stressful events can powerfully influence the way we're affected by them. People who see stressful events as challenges with an opportunity to learn and adapt tend to cope much better than those who focus more on the threatening aspects, like the possibility of failure, embarrassment, or illness. Um, I thought that was particularly interesting because I think that's, you know, that's kind of what we see in like professional athletes. That's kind of what we see in, um, in, you know, more famous celebrities, like their mindsets are more like, I'm not going to get knocked down by this audition that I didn't get. I'm going to take it as like a challenge to get Mm -hmm. the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, athletes who mentally go through their game and think through, you know, imagining themselves winning, imagining themselves taking down the opponent. Um, and it, and it is true that if you kind of have this, like, this is a challenge, we're all in this together, let's go after this, there's, like, much more of, like, a, an active mindset that employs in your brain. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, I just thought that was really, like, a good little nugget from that article, like, something to remember. Yeah, I agree. Um I, I mean, we will link to this article. I think that anyone who's interested uh, reading through it, you will find lots of like, because she has so many little stories and ways that she's implemented it. And you'll see as you go through like, oh, yeah, that's true. You can do that. Oh, yeah, you can take that. Um, another thing that I really liked is she talks about, um, like this is specifically winter, but since we're going into pandemic winter, um, socializing outdoors. And she talks mm-hmm. about how they have, uh, open air cinemas that go through the winter. And one of my favorite quotes, which actually comes from my dear friends in Maine, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, you know me, I've said that for years, I'll go hiking no matter the weather, as long as you have yeah. good clothes. And exactly. I think like, getting out of the the mentality of like, now my world is really small to the world is still big, I just need to go out into it. Yes. I need to prepare for it. I know there there's actually an article linked inside this article also from the Guardian about how Brits are buying up like outdoor fire pits and outdoor heaters to keep enjoying the outdoor spaces that they enjoyed all summer. And uh and I was thinking about that like uh I have a friend on social media who does like in the summertime they do like outdoor viewings in her driveway of movies and she was talking about like moving it to the winter months and getting sleeping bags and a bunch of things that they could like wrap around themselves so that they can still sit outside even when it's freezing cold Mm -hmm. and obviously not dangerously cold but for the most part (laughs) there's a blizzard it doesn't matter we're watching the film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know obviously use some reason use some reason um but, but still being able to on cool evenings like wrap up and sit you know three to six feet from your favorite friends and you know depending on who's telling you how far away to be at the moment <laughs> and uh yeah or meters for you know what is it two meters three meters 1.5 is the check is the uh, check one advice. 
1.5. That's easy to calculate. I really feel like I need one of those, like, um, Chinese school children pole noodle hats, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To, like, keep the distance between me and the people around me. Because I don't, I mean, one and a half meters. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Uh, for some reason the Americans have decided to like really double down on a system that makes no sense and <laughs> keep the imperial system I know system. but Jan once you switch your brain you'll never go back Like I, I try and you'll never go back It makes you came so here when your brain sense. was 22 I came here when my brain was 37 there's a big difference <laughs> but it's true I switched before that I was a Europhile oh, you were a cool life. kid <laughs> I was like, what? The metric system? I'll never need to use that. <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. <laughs> I totally did. No, I just I just didn't think about it. But anyway, what which president was it that tried to change us over to the metric system? Oh, all of I think everyone's been trying for ages and um, oh, well, that's not true. I mean, President Trump probably could give two well, shits about this <laughs> metric true. system. Um, but no, there was a huge push. Um, I was think for harder? scientific, maybe that for scientific reasons, I feel like there was a big push late '60s or early '70s, mm-hmm. and then in the '80s there was a big push because I remember it was in our school books. And I can remember parents coming to my elementary school and saying to get the communist numbers out of their kids' heads. Uh, so when people I think that. America's crazy now, no, 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 they've been crazy for a long time. <laughs> I'm not saying all Americans are crazy. I'm just saying that that willful uh, isolationism is something we've dealt with for a long time. Yeah ascribing yeah, ascribing yeah. morality to the that would have been system. that would have been I think I was in second grade so that would have been like 1987 yep wow yeah so fun yeah well those capitalist numbers won out <laughs> But you can see that there was a push because that's about the same time that they started labeling all bottles in both so actually, yes. if you're in the States, things will be in ounces as well as grams. Um, because yeah. we have like two liter bottles. And liters, That's like a yeah. normal, normal like way of getting Coke or something. Um, mm-hmm. or, or I guess, no, and most people just talk about two liters, like, oh, grab a couple two liters of this. But um, other than that, it's ounces, which I love that bit that Trevor Noah does about the metric system and the imperial system in the U.S. And he's like, at least make the abbreviations make sense. Because, yeah, <laughs> like ounces, O-Z, there's no Z in ounces. Or pounds, <laughs> like L-B-S. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but I don't know it. Because <laughs> uh, it came from like- Libra. It comes from Libra. Oh, man. Mm. I should know you had the answer to that. (laughs) The encyclopedia of information that nobody needs living in my head. (laughs) But I do know. I was just telling Tass yesterday that she's, like, my resident reference librarian. I can, like, I will literally try because... 
you know, I hate to be the person who's like, like my husband does it all the time. He's like, allow me to Google that for you. Like, I hate being the person who asks a question that can be easily found on Google. So I will diligently Google something for like an hour before I ask you about it, like some Czech language thing or whatever. Um, and then I'll send the message to you. And literally within like 30 seconds, you have given me a link to something I could have found on Google, but did not for some reason. So I think your Google is different than my Google. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't. But it's not just you. I get this from my um, students as well. I think it must be the the way that I string words together. Maybe, Maybe. I have some some weird idiosyncrasy that allows Google to figure out what's <laughs> happening in my head. You're part of the matrix. You're one with it. <laughs> I've bought in. I've bought into the robots. Uh. <laughs> one of the stories that like I really liked toward the end of this article and uh, like Tassie said please read it we'll link it in the show notes it's really good I think it's really good um, but she was talking about students uh, public speaking students and um, there was a group that you know like she was talking about talking to them and they were saying all the time like I'm scared I'm scared or I'm nervous I'm nervous and so she took a control group and had them say, I'm excited instead of, in place of, I'm nervous. Um, you know, whether you feel it or not legit, like whether or not that's how you feel, if you say it and you, it just sort of triggers your brain to kind of get into that mindset. And she found that the control group that used this phrase, I'm excited, um, rather than I'm nervous, uh, to express themselves, they actually had like higher satisfaction with their performance. Mm -hmm. They were happier. They were generally less nervous. And I thought that was really cool. I've actually employed that in my house with my daughter instead of I'm nervous because there's a lot of things for her to be nervous about. You know, mm -hmm. she's back to school after like six months of not being in Czech school. And third grade is particularly strenuous here, um, especially with grammar and uh reading and so you know she's obviously struggling with that as she continues her language journey and instead of saying i'm nervous i'm nervous for tomorrow or i'm nervous for this event we've started employing the i'm excited and oh, uh good idea yeah i can already see like kind of the change in her so if your kids are worry warts like mine um then you know she gets it honestly <laughs> I like in the beginning of the article where it was like, neurotic personalities are more likely to suffer from sad. And I was like, neurotic personality in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to represent all of you out there with anxiety and neurotic personalities. I'm doing air quotes right now because who says neurotic personalities? <laughs> but <laughs> Psychologists. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. I guess so. <laughs> Not writing for the general public, except for they are writing for the general public. <laughs> they get quoted general public and it's, everybody's right. like, oh, well, I have a neurotic personality. <laughs> My husband is the furthest thing from a neurotic personality and he suffers from sad. So I think it's bullshit. I'm calling yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. So the next thing that we listened to was an NPR segment that was just about 12 minutes, um, but they also translated it into like a cartoon. Which is so um, cute. I really yeah. like how she put that together. 
Yeah. And so they had five tips for us. Um, and so I thought maybe we just like quickly go through those five tips because I thought they were really good. Yeah. Um, we- number one. Well, I like how she framed it. She framed yeah. it. What would you in January look back and be grateful that you planned or did or implemented into your life now? And I was like, yeah. that's a really nice way to think about it. Cause I think sometimes we, I think about the future as this like vague thing where I, I don't really think about me in that place, even though that's, yeah. like you will be there, but you're just like, Oh, the future. Um, mm-hmm. But I like this, that you're going to be there and you're doing this for future you. So yeah. you're being kind to yourself. I like that. Hashtag self-care. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I, the first one is something you and I have talked about. We won't spend a lot of time here except for to say Jan and I are vaccine cheerleaders. Go get yes, your flu are. shot. Go get your flu shot. Woohoo! <laughs> Um, especially this year, I've read lots of interesting articles and whichever way you fall on the subject, go Google your brain out or ask me to Google for you. Um, (laughs) but it seems that they expect the science shows that, um, if you get a flu shot, it could help you boost your immune system so that either if you do get COVID, it won't be as bad, or you may have some kind of residual uh immunity not immunity to it I don't want to say that because it's not full immunity but you know what I mean yeah that it could help your body fight off antibodies all that good stuff yeah the hospitals don't need you with your normal everyday flu taking up beds yeah and you know I think there's a lot of people out there minimizing covid as you know because a lot of people are surviving it a lot of people are having mild cases of it but we still are not completely sure what the long term Uh, repercussions of having this virus is so if you can be safe be safe the end yeah (laughs) all right her second point yes move your body find a way to move your body establish that routine now while Mm -hmm. the sun is still theoretically in the sky unless you live in Prague where it's been (laughs) conspicuously absent for the last week but we have some sunshine today so a good day to like kind of take on this um this I don't know what do you call that yeah I don't know challenge this challenge that's right to move your body (laughs) find a way to establish a routine now I can highly recommend um what's that like dance video game it's like everybody dance or I don't know let's dance or something like that but anyway that one with Nintendo is really fun um to just like kind of shake out like move your body but not have it be like and now for the 200 squats like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I think people think of exercise I like that she didn't say exercise she said move your body like just incorporate into your morning and evening schedule a half an hour walk Every yes. morning, go for a half an hour walk, and every evening after your dinner, go for a half an hour walk. And it kind of ties into that whole Norwegian idea. Doesn't yeah. matter that it's dark, you still go outside and you wear a warm coat. If you have a dog, this is normal. Yeah, um, this is your life. <laughs> if you don't have a dog, steal your neighbor's. She would probably yeah. be appreciative of you walking her dog. Uh, and the dog will probably no like experience. getting double walked. 
<laughs> yes. Um, or just find a buddy. Like I, my neighbor Zuska, who has been a lifesaver through the first quarantine, um, would want to go out. She doesn't have a dog and she'd be like, let me know when you're walking. I'll social distance walk beside you and uh, we'll go out for half an hour. So I think just find a buddy yeah. and go outside. Yeah, definitely. The next one is find a therapist. What do you think about this one? Yes. Um, I think that you can interpret this in a lot of different ways. It does not mean that you have to go sit on someone's couch or find Freud himself. Um, mm-hmm. I think find a therapist can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. There are free therapy options online. Yeah. Um, if you're me, they're on your Facebook advertisements all the time, which I don't know <laughs> me what too. that means. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what does Facebook know about me? Um, uh, it could be all the memes I'm posting. Um, Facebook actually, this is just a tiny bunny trail. Facebook actually popped up this like advertisement for a sweatshirt, um, that says I'm not for everyone. <laughs> and it's like, it's like on every Every time I click on something, it pops up again. And I'm like, is is Facebook trying to tell me something about my personality? No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I am certainly not for everyone. But but I was like, this is insulting. (laughs) Yeah. But I think also finding a therapist could mean maybe you connect spiritually to a community. Or maybe... You um, start to go see a a health um, therapist who is going to give you some advice. I think that it means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, Basically, get in touch with someone that's going to hold you um, and support you and give you some words of wisdom. Especially if you're alone. Yeah. Especially if you have to quarantine by yourself, that can be really, really hard. So having somebody to talk to in a way that's like completely non-judgmental, not attached to your social circle, that can be invaluable. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I've gone to therapists yeah. for a very long time. It's great. My psychotherapist is one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And there are online options too. I think, you know, like... Uh, a lot of like my husband and I were just talking about how, you know, for him finding a therapist isn't like super easy because he has to take like a certain chunk out of his day. Um, and if he can do it online, it's more like you could just continue the, right, your day. Right, right. You know, like you don't have to like go somewhere to do it. So um I know that there are are definitely um websites. We can link to some in our show notes, but one I know is betterhelp.com. I don't yeah. know. I haven't used it. I don't know um, anything about the therapists that are attached to it, but uh, but I have several friends in the mental health industry, and I can send emails, and we can definitely talk about that some more. As yeah, we... that's a good. It's a good further uh, podcast topic. Yeah, find a therapist, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. especially uh, now that it's September, because as we get further into winter, probably schedules will be filling up because yes. more and more people will kind of be like emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good idea. So establishing that routine now and well, it'll be October by the time you hear this, <laughs> um, but estab- establishing that routine now, um, having that be part of your day. And it really, it doesn't even have to be weekly, just like once a month, once every two weeks. That's helpful too. For sure. Number four. four one, sorry, I oh, interrupted you. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. You do it. 
Uh, number four is reconnect with friends. Yay! Um, <laughs> I think this is funny because first quarantine. I'm I'm going to literally refer to these as first and second because that's <laughs> <laughs> spring and autumn. Just oh, so yeah. first quarantine. I think this happened a lot. Like I know that. Um, yeah, spent, everybody panicked and called everybody they knew in their whole right, life. <laughs> exactly. I spent a lot of time. Like, I think the first two days of our quarantine, I was on the phone for 10 hours. Um, <laughs> so we did reconnect. And actually, that has been amazing. Like, my roommates from university, we now have a monthly Zoom call. That's um, and, you know, that's like a 20-year relationship that's been yeah. rekindled, which is lovely. Um, so I think some people, this is true, it's already happened. Um, then there are some people that you were connected with and then you kind of let them go during the summer. I think just reestablishing those friendships and it doesn't have to be a talk on the phone every day, but like we're going to email each other once a month or we're going to have a zoom call once a month. I think just yeah. having those little things to look forward to. Yeah. And my Marco Polos have definitely started to pick up again. So I think definitely utilizing apps like Marco Polo is great for like some FaceTime, but not synchronized FaceTime when you like you've got time zones involved or jobs mm -hmm. involved, things like that. So for sure. And then the very last tip from this particular segment is make your home workspace easier to use. And I feel like we've talked about this. Um, if you go back in our podcast archive and listen to the episode with Amy Hadley, um, she talks about making your home a, a happier place to be. Uh, we've also talked about uh, you and I did a, an episode on work, working from home and um, how to like kind of mentally set aside a space in your house that's mm -hmm. used for working. Um, for sure. Yeah. But I think, I think that is one that like we might revisit and, kind of talk a little bit about more about like the hug a factor of like cozying up your space for winter. I agree. Let's do that. Yeah. So many podcasts were promising. Ooh. I know. <laughs> but I think the most important thing that she said this entire segment was start small. Like mm -hmm. if you're tidying, don't tidy for two hours at a time. <laughs> like, no. Tidy for a few minutes while your water is heating up for your coffee or your tea. Tidy, you know, after lunch. Tidy before breakfast. Tidy before you go to bed. Things like that just for a few minutes at a time. Take, you know, time to do these things. Like call one friend. Don't call 17 friends, you know. Um, put it on your list just to like move your body every day and start small. Start just like taking a walk like you said. Um, maybe if you're able to buy things like free weights or something like that to get to your house, maybe you can add in like a little resistance training or, mm -hmm. you know, use your body weight as resistance training and stuff like that. So, you know, start small, just kind of add a little, little, little. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that's probably it for us today, right? Yeah, that's good. I have a moment of calm. Um, it's just a cute little one. I think it's from a song from the 1950s. Um, it's accredited to Seymour Miller and Jill Jackson. And the quote is, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Uh, so since we're talking about also inner an Amy peace, Grant song. 
<laughs> well, then she stole it from Seymour Miller and Jill Jackson. Yeah, she did. <laughs> or I maybe think, like, she Ben Skill also recorded the song. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I like. I don't know. I just have the quote from the 1955 song, so mm-hmm. I I don't remember. But I think it's a nice like. We're all hoping for global peace on Earth because we're all Miss America. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it begins inside of us because if you don't have peace inside, then it's not going to show outside. So be kind, give each other an extra uh, little dose of understanding and um, we're all just trying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end it. We're all just trying. Everybody's just trying. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tassie, for joining me for the resurgence season three from quarantine. And like we said, we've got lots of ideas for future episodes. We hope you guys are on this journey with us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching from quarantine as well. And you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends. But if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.